Welcome, welcome, my friends, to Thursday Thyroid Talks, hosted by yours truly, Coach Sarah Joy. I am a certified transformational nutrition coach, and it's my life's purpose to coach women in my programs who are struggling with a thyroid condition and help them recover their health and feel freaking amazing again. I know this is possible for every one of you because I battled hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's for a decade, and I was able to reverse 25 plus symptoms as well as undiagnose and unidentify myself with those medical labels. I say this to provide you with hope because I truly believe we have a medical crisis on our hands with how many women are being diagnosed daily with a thyroid condition or having an onset of unexplainable symptoms, and most medical systems only offer lifelong medication options and other invasive or intrusive life-altering procedures that never truly help. As a holistic root cause coach, it is my intention to use this platform to empower and educate you guys against the mainstream ideals of what thyroid disease is and help combat feelings of confusion, isolation, and loneliness. Plus, provide the truth behind why you're sick and suffering, and more importantly, what you can do to help yourself. But before we dive in, I'd like to let you know about a new awesome program that I'm so excited to be offering now to you amazing thyroid warriors inside who live inside the United States or Canada. Sorry, my European babes, the lab doesn't reach that far yet. What I'm talking about is called my Gut Thyroid Restoration Program. Inside this program, you get a state-of-the-art gut test by Microbiome Labs. The test is called Biome FX. What makes Biome FX unique is not only do they use the most advanced and accurate genome sequencing technology, but it also explores some of the many inner functions of the gut microbiome. This test will explore a variety of 25 different pathogens that may be in your gut, whether you have candida overgrowth, mole exposure, as well as the keystone species that are crucial to overall health and metabolic functions that rely on the gut microbiome. This Biome FX stool test provides you with next level answers, you guys, as to why you're experiencing certain symptoms and what can be done to fix them. Microbiome Labs is so amazing. And to prove that they're in the business of helping people get better, they even provide us practitioners a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call to go over the details of your test results. And on that call, the specialist will recommend to me a tailored-to-you supplement protocol in order to restore and repair your gut imbalances. You will also get a follow-up 90-minute coaching call with me where we will watch the Zoom replay together that I had with the gut specialist and have a quick Q&A if you have any questions for me. Then lastly, I will provide you with a detailed email of what the specialist recommended you do to repair your gut with supplement links, dosages, instructions, and everything you would need on exactly how to move forward repairing and restoring your microbiome so you can wake up feeling amazing every day. If there is one thing, just one thing you guys did this year to move your health forward, please let this be it. 
They are also offering $70 off the test through the end of March, and I have the discount already applied to the payment on my website. You can find video instructions and more details on symptoms that it helps and what you may be struggling with on my website, coachsarahjoy.com. You can click on gut thyroid restoration and browse to your heart's delight from there. I'll also link it out in the show notes for you. So without further ado, let's dive into our new episode all about are your closest relationships making you sick? I felt like this was really important because I can look back on my life and definitely correlate my relationship to my symptoms. Please remember that I recorded this live on Instagram, and so there are some conversations with followers and a little technical difficulties I had with my phone too. But other than that, you guys, enjoy. I'm not handling the snow too well. Big San Diego baby. So that's awesome. I can't believe we didn't hook up before I left. Um, it's so funny. I, it's, I don't know if it's like an energy thing, but a lot of the clients and the women that, um, I've worked with and that come to my profile were also in SoCal or in some, some sort of California area. And I was like, this is fun. So let's talk about, um, are your relationships making you sick? So if you guys aren't familiar with me or my backstory, I want to share I want to share that with you as um a lesson, a lesson learner for the beginning of this conversation today. So are you currently are you guys currently in relationships right now and you don't have to answer, but just just starting it off. So I married a boy from high school. A lot of us do that. I've met a lot of women that have married their their high school boyfriends. And I'm 43. And looking back, I got married at 23. And I I got married for the wrong reasons. I didn't realize it then. I just thought I was like in love with this boy and he was so great. Um, like I already saw a lot of the red flags like subconsciously, I saw the red flags of my relationship, but it was something that was never taught to me. And so I didn't know what I was seeing was something that should have actually stopped me from marrying him. And I was just more, I'm just a lover. Like when I fall in love with people, I fall in love hard and fast. And so I was very young and blinded and I was just like, oh, whatever, we're so in love, you know, and I got married at 23. Um, So that relationship, my marriage lasted for 14 years, barely. I, um, I left him on three different occasions and almost divorced him at year seven. And there was just a lot of problems. There was a lot of problems right from the get-go that, again, like I was kind of ignoring or I don't want to say ignoring because I didn't understand what like an abusive relationship was and I didn't know what red flags were. So if 
this is something that resonates with you, then I would highly encourage you to look up like what the different types of abuses are in a relationship to see if that's something you're experiencing, but you don't really recognize it. So I, um, I've always been like on the health nut side. And when I was 23, 24, when I got married, I was very much like anti-birth control. And I just didn't even, I didn't even care. And I remember my best friend saying like, well, if you know, if you aren't going to be on birth control, then get ready to have a baby. And I was like thinking like, ah, it's okay. I'm married. You know, I want to start my family anyways. So sure enough, like a year later, I had my son at, um, I was two days, no, a year and a half later. It was like two days past my 25th birthday. So things, um, were not that great. I can tell you that I was not ever like truly happy in my relationship. I always felt like I was doing everything and it wasn't like a 50, 50 or a hundred, hundred percent relationship. It was more like I did everything and I felt like I was getting ignored and neglected back. And I was already considering divorce in like the first year. And then that's when I got pregnant. And then I felt like I had to stay because now I was having a child with him. And I remember feeling that deep obligation and that the obligation to staying with this person because of my child overrode the fact that I was super unhappy, like already. And again, I, you know, I really wish I would have had someone that would have educated me on these things um, because I was just kind of trying to figure it out on my own. And I didn't really have anyone to talk to about this stuff in my life um, back then. And so definitely like note to self, I'm going to speak to my daughter who's 10 now about these things as she gets older, Um, you know, just because I wish I would have had that guidance. So as the relationship went on, things just kind of got worse. Um, He turned into like a massive party animal and our house was like the party pad and I had a toddler and he didn't care And it just got so out of control and I was just miserable. And it literally just continued to escalate into um, him having an affair on me. And that's why I did leave him at year seven and was going to file for divorce. But then that obligation to stay with him because of my child, like overrode everything And looking back now, I can see the 100% correlation between that terrible relationship and all of the stress and sadness that it brought on me and why I got my first diagnosis with hypothyroidism. So does this resonate with you guys at all? Um, Sorry, let me move this. It's in my way. I want to get my tea because I'm freaking freezing. (laughs) So, um, I'm drinking some rose puka tea. It's so good. Oh, Lux Beauty. Oh my gosh. I was just on your website last night. (laughs) Love your products. So, um, how I see the correlation between that poor relationship and all of that stuff going on and my first thyroid diagnosis 
So it was about six months after I re- I, I learned that my husband at the time was having an affair on me. When I started getting sharp pains in my forearms, my elbows, my knees, and it started off with just like these weird random pains. And I would be sitting at work typing on my laptop with like cold packs on my arms because I was in so much pain. Let's see, Purcelli says, in my unhealthy relationship, I gained 15 to 20 pounds, always melts off after I end the relationship. Yes, thank you for sharing that with me. It's exactly my point, right? So you you probably were comfort eating, were stress eating. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just assuming. Um, so yeah, let me, so let me keep elaborating. Actually, I want to ask you, um, did you ever notice uh, your symptoms? Like, it, do you have a thyroid diagnosis? And if so, did you ever notice your symptoms get worse when you're in that relationship? So let me keep, let me, let me keep sharing. So, um, as my symptoms got my, just like out of the blue symptoms, um, got worse. That's when I went, that's when I went to urgent care. I didn't have insurance through my job. It was right after the 2008 crash and I was forced from full-time to part-time and they took away my insurance and then boom, of course I get sick. Right. So my best friend at the time was, um, in management with me. And I was like, you know what? I really just think I want a workman's comp this out. Cause I truly thought this was like a work. I thought it was work related. Cause I lifted, lifted a lot of really heavy things at work at the time. And I was like, I'll just go to the doctor and see what's going on. I had no idea what I was in for when I went into that urgent care. And I'll never forget sitting on the crunchy paper on the table in my work uniform, right? I'm like 28 like, you know, kind of new mom, still just real naive to the world and everything going on. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm just getting these pains right here. And it was just strange. And the doctor goes, mm, okay, I want to check your TSH. And I'll never forget that because I didn't even know what a TSH was. I never heard of that before. The only time I was getting blood draws or anything like that was when I was pregnant. And... I was very still just young and not experienced in the medical system. And so an hour later, we get my labs back and he's like, yep, sure. No, if your TSH is really high, it was like a 7.9. You need to start some medication, contact your primary doctor tomorrow and um, get that medication sent to your pharmacy and walks out the door. All the while, I was probably white as a ghost because I didn't know anything. You know how you go... It's like that movie where you kind of go like you're there, but you're not there. And it's like the echo or like you're in a tunnel because you're in shock. Right. And doctors don't they don't ever take this into account when they're telling people these really serious diagnoses and stuff like you'll you'll go spacey. And that's why it's so important to have someone at your appointments with you advocating for you and listening because I've had that happen multiple times when I was sitting at a doctor and they were telling me something and I just kind of went into shock and I don't remember what they said and it was very unclear and you're trying to think back and you don't really you can't so all these years later right I've been divorced now for six years and I've been able to look back and I've been able to connect the dots 
every single dot between my crappy relationship, right? Because it was verbally abusive. It was mentally abusive. It was spiritually abusive. It was neglectful. Not a lot of physical abuse to me personally, but there was a lot of like breaking things in the house, punching walls, which is terrifying, right? It's terrifying. I was definitely um, made to feel like if I wasn't skinny, pretty, you know, like the trophy wife, then um, like I wasn't good enough. You know, there was just so many aspects to this that were so unhealthy. And here I am just trying to like stay from, you know, my son while I'm enduring all this abuse. And then I went on to have another child with this person and I just couldn't, I couldn't keep it together much longer after that. And so all of the years when the abuse started getting worse and I felt ashamed for being in the relationship, I felt, um, I mean, completely neglected. I I knew I was unhappy, but I couldn't leave and I didn't have money to leave and I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. All of these years that I was feeling all these emotions in my relationship, my sickness, my physical symptoms kept getting worse and my diagnoses kept getting worse. It was like the fatigue, the anxiety, the panic attacks, the hair loss, the memory fog or brain fog, memory loss. Um, The fatigue and the anxiety were my number one takedowns. Um, And I saw how, I saw how, looking back, okay, I can see now how my illness and my symptoms were protecting me. I know this is kind of weird to say, But instead of being like forced to hang out with my husband and be like in an environment because he always wanted to hang out in the garage. He was an alcoholic. He smoked. He always had his friends around and I didn't want to be around that. I didn't like being around that. I didn't feel comfortable. I wasn't like that. And so because I never felt good. I would just go lay in bed and watch a movie. Looking back now, I can say that that was like a protective mechanism is I was always, my illness was always helping me stay segregated, stay uh, away from him. Um, It caused problems, sure. It caused more abuse because then I was told I'm no fun and you don't ever want to hang out and you're boring and you're no fun, which hurt me more. But at the same time, I can see how the low thyroid was a form of protection. It was a form of protection from, from the environment, the abusive environment that I was around and I was in. And so for me, my symptoms, I was battling them because I didn't, obviously no one wants to be sick. I didn't want to be sick. I wanted to be able to play with my friends and, or my kids and um, go hang out and, be a fun mom and do all those awesome mom things that we all dream about that I wasn't able to do because I always just felt so tired and I always felt so anxious. Oh, one second. It's saying it's my phone's going to die. 
Then let me get my charger real fast. Please don't die on me. Thank you. Okay, it's charging. So, obviously, like, when I was in the moment, none of this occurred to me. And in 2015, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I was diagnosed with leaky gut, anxiety. Like, I was diagnosed with some form of, like, temporary depression. Um, all of the, all, all of the things, right? And... I battled those diagnoses, first of all, to depression. I, I will never forget this. I was sitting in, I was paying thousands. I was out on disability, okay? I was too sick to go to work. I was bedridden from the fatigue and anxiety, and I was out on disability, paying. I was getting something like $450 every two weeks or every week or something from my disability, and I was taking that my entire disability check and I was giving it to an alternative medicine doctor. I didn't even care. I was like, I will pay anything I need to pay to get better. And she did so much testing on me and so much digging. I really loved her. Um, she's the one that diagnosed me with Hashimoto's and she also diagnosed me with the Epstein-Barr and she, she started me on the antiviral monolaurin, but then completely like, didn't even care anything about that, which now I see as a huge, huge reason for thyroid illness to begin with. I'll go more into that later. And she, I remember on like my third or fourth appointment, she started asking me about my marriage. She started asking me how my marriage was. And it was like, I just started getting all choky and I could barely talk because I felt the tears coming up. And she was like, honey, just let it go, you know, like you need to let it out. Like, just tell me what's going on. And I just was honest with her and was like, you know, I'm, I'm really unhappy. And, um, she was sitting in front of me. I had my arm out. She was giving me a vitamin push. So I had like an IV in my arm and she had a big syringe. I don't know. It's probably like this long, all full of vitamins. And she, was sitting in front of me, slowly pushing the syringe so that all the vitamins were going in my arm. And she's talking to me while she's doing this. And she just goes, oh, honey, I'm going to get you better so you can leave that man. And leaving wasn't even like a thing I was thinking about. It wasn't even on my radar. And when she said that, I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, Whoa. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't necessarily say she planted the seed, but she just kind of jolted me awake for a second, you know, and it made me start thinking. And I pushed to the side. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. The charger <laughs> isn't working out too great because my phone is like on it, you know? Um,. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me try to figure out a different space. Ah, oh, the thing I need is in my room, but I don't want to go get it because it'll be annoying. Okay, I'm going to just unplug and try to make this fast. Sorry. <laughs> so, I worked with her. I paid her thousands of dollars for um, six months. And she didn't really get me better. But she did a lot of testing on me that I can look back and say she was the one that 
opened up my eyes to some of the root cause and root cause issues of thyroid illness. But um, I put the pieces together myself, um, just looking back on that. Hi, Wanda. Thanks for being here. So a year later, that was, so that was 2015. A year later in 2016, my older brother... Okay, so wait, sorry, I'm jumping around. So I worked with her for about six months and she wasn't able to get me all the way better. And that was when, so that was the end of the 2015. I said, you know what? I'm just done. I'm done of this. I, it was kind of like my last ditch effort. I was like, I've paid thousands. I've tried so much. This was like, I was a year seven of my illness. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't afford this anymore. You know, and I was just so like, I, my hope, I lost all my hope. Have you guys felt that where you're just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've literally tried everything to get better and I'm just not going to. And so I remember I just completely made like the conscious decision to give up hope and just say, I'm done. I'm done fighting this. It is what it is. I have what I have and I'm just going to like let it take its course. And I told myself like, I guess I'm going to just get sick to the point where I have thyroid illness and die one day of cancer. I literally was like, okay with that. Like I'd come to terms with that. It was a very sad, sad moment in my life. So after I had made that decision about, um, six months later in 2016, my older brother who I hadn't seen in 10 years because he was in prison for 10 years, he got released. It was such a happy moment in my life. But he also was diagnosed with Hashimoto's when he was in prison. And he really struggled with energy and like his um, health as well. And that was the other reason why I, I had told myself like, well, this, you know, obviously is genetic. My genes are screwed up. It's in my family. You know, I'm just doomed. And um, that was it. You know, I gave, I gave in. So my brother really battled he really battled trying to reacclimate into society. You know, when you're in prison and there's like whole nother like rule system, governing system when you're in prison for that long. And when you get out, it's like pretty much damn near impossible to reacclimate because they've been so traumatized. There's so much PTSD. The rules are different. That doggy dog world is gone, you know, and um, he was so tough, you guys. He was six foot eight and he was like the manliest, most driven, motivated man ever. And he was just like, I'm going to get my shit together and I'm going to be successful. He loved HVAC and he, he fought and he tried so hard. And I'll never forget this one conversation about six, seven months after he got out, he was like, sis, I'm so tired. I just, I can't keep up with my job. I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. He's like, how can I install air conditionings on people's houses and business rooftops when I have no energy? Oh, my ear started ringing. He's here. <laughs> and he turned to methamphetamine. Like, I think that was his kind of turning point conversation. And I, cause I found out after he died from the autopsy report that he had, Methan it's still ringing methamphetamine in his um in his system um along with some other stimulants and um so when my brother obviously he turned to drugs and he died he was shot by the the sheriff's department 
and like out of the blue it was oh that's a whole nother story you guys but his death had made me finally wake up and realize I'm so unhappy. I hate my husband. I hate my life. I hate my house. I lived with my in-laws. I was like, I hate where I live. I hate my town. And I just realized I was miserable in every section of my life. And I'd been miserable in every section of my life, but especially my relationship. My relationship was literally making me sick and killing me. And I had, I was obviously not working because I was too sick to work. And I hadn't, so I had no money. I had no savings. He was financially abusive as well. So I started selling. I, I decided that I was gonna, that I was done and I was going to leave my relationship and I was going to start a new life with my kids. And just, I can tell you that there was a magical moment that happened in my health when I decided I'm leaving my relationship. It was like 10,000 pounds had released off of me and suddenly I had energy again. Suddenly my heart palpitations were gone. I had such severe heart palpitations that I was seeing, I saw at least three different um, cardiac specialists because I thought I was having heart attacks all the time and they were like your heart's fine and I realized it was because of the stress I was under so much stress that I my heart was pounding out of my chest all the time even when I was laying in bed but it was because of the fight or flight I was always so scared of my husband that I was having heart palpitations and heart pains and sharp heart pains all the time never connected the dots until after I left and they stopped and they went away so I'm you know I just really encourage you guys to take a deep dive look at your relationships and what they're doing to your health whether you're happy whether you're feeling neglected whether you're feeling abandoned whether you know, you're just settling. I think that's the worst thing that a lot of us women do is we settle and we talk ourselves into being okay with settling. And I, I call bullshit on that. No one is, should have to settle. We all need, we all deserve what to have, to have someone who loves us and treats us well and cherishes us and treats us like the queens we are. And so, you know, it was no coincidence. Hang on. Honey, can you turn your iPad down, please? She's on the phone with her friend. It was no coincidence to me that as soon as I left my relationship, as soon as I made the decision and then actually physically walked out the door and filed for divorce, You'd think that would have been the most stressful time of my life, right? It wasn't. It was the happiest time of my life. I finally was creating the life that I wasn't allowed to create. And I was allowed to be me. And so, yeah, I had some underlying issues. 
Thank you for sharing. I believe it's all encompassing too. It is. You're welcome. I'm so glad that this is resonating with you. Um, hi, thank you for being here. Um, it is so all encompassing. And when I moved out, uh, I, I realized that I was very spiritually sick and a lot of my illness and low energy and anxiety and panic attacks. And like I was saying, my, my, my heart palpitations and a lot of these things were coming from my spiritual sickness. And my spiritual sickness was coming from the fact that I wasn't honoring myself in my relationship. And I was allowing someone to cross every boundary that a person shouldn't allow someone to cross. And I hated myself for it. And I was, and it was, it was, it was killing me. It was going to kill me. That marriage would have killed me if I, if I hadn't have just gotten the balls to leave. Honestly, I think my brother's death because his death was what shook me up enough to look around because I was like, holy crap. My, I talked to him last night and I woke up the next morning and he was dead. And I was like, wow, life is short. That's the first time I'd ever felt that way or actually like witnessed it. Like he was only 39 and I was like, wow, life is short. <laughs> what am I doing wasting my life away? And so, um, at, it was after that, that I started really addressing other symptoms and I got to the actual true, like real root causes of, uh, of my thyroid conditions that I've been able to reverse. But I can tell you that if I hadn't have made that first initial step, it's like the jump off the cliff, you know, to, um, I chose me basically in the end. It was, it was me or give my life up. And I wasn't willing to give my life up at 36. <clears throat> so I'm glad this resonated with you. And this was weighing on my heart because a lot of, a lot of you beautiful thyroid warriors that I talk to have issues with the relationships in your lives with, with partners, with siblings or, you know, friends, families, <clears throat> there are some less than ideal, <clears throat> excuse me, relationships in your lives and I know when you're on the inside, it's hard to see the connection between your symptoms and <clears throat> these, the hurt from these relationships, whatever, whatever they may be. But on the outside, as your coach, I can see it. And it's not always easy to open people's eyes because you have to be at that point where you're going to be ready to see it, right? It was just like when the doctor said to me, we're going to get you better and get you out of your relationship. And I was like, what, what, you know, like I try to have these conversations with women and my, my clients and my programs, but unless they're ready to see it, it's going to stay the same and it's going to be a factor of your symptoms. So I wanted to be able to speak to this on a more personal level so you guys can understand from my experience how much of a situation this is when it when it comes to you not feeling well so I'm going to leave it there before my phone completely goes kaput so thank you so much for listening 
And if you ever want to connect and talk to me, please reach out, DM me. And if you're interested in any of the coaching programs and offers that I have available right now, just go ahead and click on the link in the bio and you can see um, what you can jump into to work with me more one-on-one. All right. I love you guys and have a great rest of your Saturday. Bye.